0: This week, we're continuing A Court of Mist and Fury by Sarah J. Mass, otherwise known as Reese is
1: a Simp for Feyre. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Leave that. Oh my god. (laughs) Hi readers, I'm Jordan. And I'm Katie. And welcome to Not Another Heroine, the podcast where we break down the best and worst fictional heroines those swashbuckling ladies who have to work a little harder than expected for their happy ending. Want to see what's next on our TBR list? Subscribe to us on YouTube or follow us
0: on Instagram for a sneak peek at upcoming content or to help us pick our next book. I don't know about the readers in... Because, like, Jordan and I are on the same page, but does Akhtar and Akamath feel, like, um... Exhausting. Yeah. It feels like probably how Frodo felt when they were trying to get to Mordor.
1: Yeah, they're, tr- <laughs> like, they're trudging through the marshes, and, like, there's little steam rising, and yep. we're, like, it's never ending. Yeah. <laughs> Can
0: we just get there, please? Oh, look,
1: another orc. Just kill me now. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, that's, that's how I, I feel. F- I feel like... As readers, you're Sam. Yeah. And uh-huh. Frodo is Sarah-, <laughs> yeah. Sarah Mass. It's like we just have to keep going. And the ring is the book. <laughs> you're like, God damn, when is this over? It's so heavy. Yeah.
0: And then you get to like the end of this book, and you're like, oh, this is gonna, this is gonna keep going forever and ever. And it makes sense because there's like, she's writing like the sixth book in the series and all of them are like 700 pages. And then you suddenly understand Gollum so much yeah. more. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because after like getting done talking about these books, I feel like Gollum. I'm like, I don't want to Emotionally do. depleted and <laughs> yeah. a little
1: a little dumb.
0: Yeah. A little childish. <laughs> like, no, I don't want to take a nap. <laughs> Feed like, me. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs>
1: Uh, we couldn't uh, even remember where we left off.
0: Because I feel like, um, and I feel like we've kind of talked about it, but Akatar reads more like one continuous story, but Akama feels like a lot of scenes that are kind of like copy and paste. It.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's also, I mean, we've talked about it before, but 600 fucking pages long. Like, good Lord. Yeah. Break it up. Yep. Yep. Even though this feels like a breaking up portion it, of <laughs> Well, because Akatar is very short compared to this book it is like i think it's right behind you like the next next to the trashy contemporary romance um yep (laughs) wow yeah because this is oh this
0: is the collector's version huh it's beautiful
1: i don't even it's not even one of my favorite books but i had to get the nice copy that's
0: fair this is stunning it has like gold uh what is this called
1: embossing Uh, embossed yeah, gold embossing. I don't know what... <laughs> that's not the right word.
0: <laughs> We're both like, eh.
1: Rob is going to murder us when he hears this. It's
0: 433 pages. And even that, like... It felt short. I almost short. don't believe that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like they could have tacked on... She could have taken 100 to 200 pages from Akamath and put it on Akatar.
0: Yeah. And I get why she didn't but it would be like an interesting end to it if they had put some of her like emotional distraughtness and their like relationship
1: rockiness at the end of akatar yeah ending a book on a dark note yeah. like not a cliffhanger necessarily mm-hmm. but like a, oh this isn't a happy ending this could be the end and it's not oh, sunshine and mean, rainbows Ooh, yeah because i mean she kind of hints at it a, like a little bit
0: but like not really enough for you to be because you could read akatar by yourself and then or by itself
1: not by and yourself. be done yeah but we, okay, we left off with Feyre was rescued by Moore. Oh, yeah. And taken to a cave with Reese. And she has resolved to be like, you know what? I was in a toxic living situation <laughs> back at the spring court. And I'm going to just stay with you guys forever.
0: Yeah. And that's that's kind of fair. Because I also appreciated that, like, the scene after this, I think she, like, wakes up in the that, like, castle palace with no walls or whatever and she immediately is a little bit like nervous about asking him to stay there with them which is i thought a very valid thing she's like i don't have anywhere to live like i feel uncomfortable just asking you to host my me (laughs) for the next indefinite amount of time i don't have any money like it's that would be scary that's terrifying
1: but at the same time i wish she had kind of acknowledged her own like worth a little bit more. I understand that she was in this very dark place, but she has all of the powers from all of the High Lords. Like that's an asset in and of itself. Yeah. Like you could be a weapon. Yeah. You could really go anywhere. Mm -hmm. And people would be like, Yep, gonna treat you like a princess. And (laughs) even if you didn't have all the powers, uh, you destroyed Amarantha. Yeah, that's true. That's like a coupon for life. (laughs) (laughs) Coupon for life.
0: Yes. (laughs) Accurate. She can go anywhere and just take things and they'd be like,
1: thank you. But Reese does a good job about not making Feyre feel what's the word? Like indebted. Oh yeah. Or like uh stuck too. Cause he's like,
0: uh you I don't I think it's right after this. But he's like, you'll get paid for your position. Yeah. It's like- so gonna give her a
1: salary for <laughs> yeah. just hanging out in yeah. his yeah. in his house. Like-
0: but it's like nice cause she has an escape route now. You know what I mean? Like she has money. She if she ever felt like she wanted to leave, she could, but she did not really have a Tamlin, like
1: no, it was Cameron never really was like, clarified. you not allowed to leave. Here's a paint set, bitch. Just <laughs> be content in your little room. <laughs> Let the adults
0: do stuff. Um, but yeah, that, I, I kind of appreciated that because it didn't need to be added, but it felt like a good like.
1: Oh, okay, like
0: good guy Reese. <laughs> yeah,
1: and this is this part two. I mean, at, at least the way we've broken off part two of this book is really designed to just introduce you to the full cast of characters yeah there are some plot points which we'll get to but it's really kind of setting the stage for the rest of the book mm-hmm. um and oh my goodness these secondary characters <laughs> <laughs> they're really well done like
0: in mm. i know and it's crazy too because the amount of detail that goes into all of them like you understand them as characters and what their wants are like very quickly
1: which, which frustrating because still more developed than Feyre. I know. <laughs> like, I like, I like more better, Asriel better, Cassian, the, you know, he's the golden retriever of the bunch. Honestly, yeah. But yeah, and then is just like, hey, I'm a girl. The color gray. <laughs> yes. I have almost blonde hair and almost blue eyes so many people can relate to me
0: yeah and I'm also extremely incredibly beautiful even before I turned into a fairy but I don't know that I'm beautiful oh but I'm just so average and like all of these people I don't know if they love me or not
1: it's so hard for me to eat food oh my gosh I'm too skinny right now go eat a cupcake Farah please and it's one of those things that I get it like
0: uh that she probably doesn't want to eat but don't make that like your personality it's just it's
1: brought up too much because i feel like people uh, there's a variety of reactions to depression right Mm -hmm. like some people lose their appetite some people gain a huge appetite and like it manifests differently Mm -hmm. it was such a reoccurring theme where reese was hyper focused oh you're so skinny oh you must be suffering because it's a really easy way to have like a physical manifestation of someone's Mm. inner self oh they look like they're dying so they don't feel great but what about all those people who don't like manifest depression that same way yeah no one looks at that and thinks, oh they're suffering on the inside they just oh yeah you're you're eating too much yeah
0: because it almost kind of read like she had a eating disorder which like if that's what you're going for that's fine but make that what you're going for not something else yeah i don't, I don't know sorry that was a we kind of stepped off the page on that one <laughs> <laughs> but i mean it's a fair critique because i mean i don't know i felt like it was more compelling when she had the moments where she didn't want to fight and like was just like okay whatever like that felt more compelling than the whole like you have to eat food because it also makes reese like the protective like. I have to care for you and like help you and w- which I get, but like also and that's, that's I don't part
1: know. of his appeal. Right. As a, as a reader, yeah. like part of the reason you're reading like this and why you like it is because you are uh, feeling like you're getting taken care of by Reese, which you mm-hmm. wouldn't want to be taken care of by <laughs> <I> Reese. <know>. <laughs> 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 uh, but at the same time, Farrah is just, she's. Oh.
0: Yeah. And it's sad too, because I feel like one of her only moments of agency is when they visit the summer court and she's, like experiencing and exercising her agency in order to make
1: Reese jealous, but she's not happy about it, even when she's doing it. Yeah, which is just like. Ugh. And summer, yeah. We'll we'll get to the summer court. Right. Yeah. yeah, but
0: yeah, because really, all that happens in this first like three or four chapters is just
1: welcome to Valeris. Yeah, Valaris, Valaris, whatever, whatever it's called. Yeah. <laughs> but so we get to meet Cassian, mm-hmm. Azriel, mm-hmm. Amryn, mm-hmm. and more. Well, we've already met more, but we get to find out a little bit more about more. Mhm. Oh. <laughs> more about more. <laughs> <laughs> what I did there. That I did. Uh, I feel like Katie's cringing on the inside. No, <laughs> I bit. there's
0: no like thoughts going on in my brain. I just I'm here. I'm I'm the golden retriever in this. <laughs> <laughs> and that's fair. Everything's fine. Cuz but that's the thing there was like not much happens in this until they decide to go to the the the, the, the bone, rock prison bone carver. Yeah. The bone carver. Other than that, it's just like introducing them and being like, Oh, we like protected Valaris and Pharaoh being like upset that they picked one place to
1: protect instead of that. Like, okay. That actually is a really good point. Cause I remember reading that and thinking, why are you so angry? <laughs> like you protected your sisters, um, at the expense of probably other people, other, yeah. other things. And yet you're mad that an entire city was protected and saved from the wrath of Amarantha. Versus like the whole nation (laughs) being. And like as she sees Valaris, which is this beautiful city of like arts and theater and Mm -hmm. music and great jewelers and i don't know <laughs> just felt like i i just pictured like paris yeah in like a good time mm-hmm. like in between revolutions <laughs> uh-huh like a
0: venice and there's like people and little canoes and people are singing on the little canoes mm-hmm. and it's just like happy yeah yeah but it's like why are you so upset that they like chose to save one place instead of mm-hmm. just like spreading themselves thin because also she didn't have any real complaints about tamlin putting her family in that giant palace yeah you know what i mean like Isn't that the kind of the equivalent? Like there's still people suffering like. It was
1: was kind of jarring. Yeah. For that that to be the focus as she's seeing the city.
0: Mm -hmm. And then for her to, I don't think she took it out on anyone, but she was kind of like snippy with people and it's like they're just like living their life like they probably feel guilty about the fact that the rest of the world is like crumbling and they're like existing but it's yeah. also like there's you can't... literally white picket fences
1: described in Valerius <laughs> no. like i got to that line i'm like okay, okay. this is a little bit
0: much <laughs> yeah. but laying it on a little thick but it's like they probably feel guilty about that but it's also like there's nothing i can do except to live well in like you know, be thankful for everyone's sacrifice. So it's just like a weird like, that's really the bone you're gonna pick right now? Like, But they apparently decide uh, that is gonna stay, she's gonna work with them, she's gonna be, what is her position? It's like delegate to
1: the human realm. Yeah, that's, I don't remember exactly what it is, but it's that. And this is after, they have like a dinner together, right? Yeah, that was kind of like Akko too, but yeah, because this is the first time Reese has to carry her because there's no you can't winnow into the the mountain palace or wherever. Yeah, it's like the the castle of the sky mm-hmm. or something. <laughs> Uh, but that's kind of where she has her like more in-depth react- um, interaction with Amorin, who mm. I wish there was more with Amran because what a powerful female character right there. Yeah. Like she just drips like menace. Uh-huh. And she's this tiny little, um, have you seen The Incredibles? Yeah. I, yes. <laughs> a little <with laughs> Edna the gla- mode. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: That's Amran. A hundred percent. Yep.
0: And it's such a fun concept because I feel like there's not many female heroines who are like the main character or protagonist in a book where they're older and more powerful than everyone else. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's not something that is really ever done or they like start out really like weak and then it's like something happens and then they're powerful, but like they already have the guy and he's like, you're powerful and amazing, but we have to win this war. But I just like, I want from the very beginning for someone to be like really old and angry and powerful and like, if I don't
1: like you, I will kill you and there's nothing you can do. Like, I want that. <laughs> yeah, it's so well done. And the relationship between Reese and Amarin where he just buys her jewelry because she like <laughs> hoards sparkly things. So Same. fucking cute. <laughs> I just like the fact too that he
0: he treats her with like that. You keep Amran happy and the world continues moving. Yeah. <laughs> that's very respectable. Like, I, I get that.
1: It's cool because uh, Fabra and Reese are out in Valera shopping and he buys like a brooch or something. Yeah, something like that. And like, Feyre's like, who the fuck is this for? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, just a long, like, just a friend. Mm-hmm. And then when you meet Am, you're like, oh, no wonder. That's fair.
0: That's yeah. fair. <laughs> Buy her another one so she stays happy, please. <laughs> yeah. But basically, they kind of just like outline all of the issues that they're currently experiencing, like the threat of hibern.
1: It's which, very convoluted.
0: Yeah, that's how I felt. Because even at the end, I didn't really understand like what was happening.
1: So my general understanding, because I'm sorry, I still haven't finished ACMAF yet. I have like I am dragging my, and I've already read it. Like there's no yeah. reason for me not to finish it. I'm just. I feel like this one's harder to read a second time than Akatar is to read. And this is the time. one I was excited to reread mm. because of what happens. Yeah. But yeah, so I haven't finished it yet. But from my general understanding so far, at like 70% <laughs> of the way through, um, Amarantha, right, was mm-hmm. a commander under the King of Hybern. Yeah. Who is like the big badass mm-hmm. fairy king. Um, doesn't like humans, wants to enslave them. And he was defeated by... Jurian? E- See, that's the part I don't know. Like- yeah, because the, there's a secondary story between um, a half fairy chick and the Draco's oh, yeah. dude. What is her name? I don't know. It's uh, it's something almost like biblical, I thought. Miriam or something? Yeah, Miriam. Mir- is it Miriam? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, you said biblical, I, and yeah. that was a trigger. <laughs> um, Because Miriam and Durian yeah, were a
0: couple. Yeah. And... She's half fae and he's human.
1: Yes. Oh, okay. So Mm -hmm. I actually liked this story because I thought it would be a good standalone. Yeah, it would. So back when humans were enslaved, she's the product of a human and a fairy. And she was enslaved because she's clearly not full. This is Miriam. Um, So she was given as like a gift as a slave to this fairy lord, Dracos. Is that his Uh, name?
0: No, he was. She was given to Jurian.
1: Oh wait, so how does that No, she was given to the Fairy Lord. Oh and then, yeah. Yeah. And Fairy Lord was like, Oh, I'm not okay with slavery. Because yeah, uh-huh. wasn't he supposed to marry Amaranthi
0: or something? Uh or
1: the lady who owned Yeah. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And yeah, because she was like, Oh, here's a here's a gift for you. I'm like that's that's not good. (laughs) That's the first time this Dracos dude, that's probably not his name, was like opened his eyes and like lets Miriam escape. And so she runs off to like a rebel encampment, uh, finds the commander, Jorian, and they start a relationship. They have a couple, shades of Tamlin and (laughs) Farrah. Yeah. And fall in love. And then in the background, this fairy lord, Dracos, is like, oh my gosh, I was actually like enamored of this slave girl, Miriam. And
0: he's like looking for her. Like He's ah! looking for her. And I'm
1: (laughs) like, I want to read that story. And he he decides he wants to help the rebel cause and like defeat slavery. Mm -hmm. And he runs off and like aligns with Jurian. And in the process of like the rebel groups aligning and trying to defeat them, like Miriam and Draco's fall in love. And this is after she's already ended it with Jurian. You just don't know the details. (laughs) It's so good. And then in the end, like Miriam and Dracos like defeat Highburn or def- like they make some sort of victory. They run off to an Island beach, like beach land and have a happy family. But Jurian is pissed. <laughs> so. Cause his all like,
0: he would be an interesting character to read about too. Cause he like kind of goes insane with the whole like Cynthia, the sister of Amaranthi thing. And like, he pretends to love her but then really it's just intent to kill her and then Amor, Amar- whoa Amaranthi tries to like murder him and torture him because he killed her sister like it would be an interesting like character arc to see yeah. someone be like very cool and normal and then kind of get like more and more insane and like Super hyper focused on something that like doesn't really matter, and then he's like losing the love of his life in the meantime, and she loves someone else that's like not crazy,
1: not human. Also, <laughs> uh, poor Jurian. Oh my god, and sign me the fuck up. Right, like that sounds like a, like Sarah write that book, please. please. Um, and so I think Reese and Feyrud like they're talking about this whole backstory. They actually learn about this backstory later on in the book. Yeah, but they realize that someone is trying to bring Jurian back to life. Mm. Uh, it's part of, like, the King of Highburn is overtaking the lands. Like, there's just, the big baddie is coming back to overtake everything and, like, submit all the high lords. Like, all the courts are going to go. Like, yeah. that's the big push.
0: Yeah. And enslaving humankind. And that's why Favor is like, oh,
1: my God, we have to defeat him, my family. And it's just the whole human colony, like, yeah. it seems kind of half-assed. Yeah. That's putting a whole because
0: i think that was my feeling is that if highburn is like this crazy all-knowing you know conniving like sets all this stuff up and bamboozles all of these fey that are like
1: 800 years old like
0: why didn't he do this like earlier
1: years and years ago like they do mention that amaranthi is a test case like they they send the commander to like test the waters essentially Mm -hmm. Obviously, she didn't do too well, because she only (laughs) lasted like 50 years, which in like fairy terms is like, oh, you tried. (laughs) You lasted seven
0: minutes. (laughs) But it's just like, the whole thing was kind of confusing. But they explain this to Feyre, sort of. And then they're like, if you know all this, you really have to help us. And she's like, obviously, I'm going to help you because my family. And then they decide to ask the bone carver about what's going on with the King of
1: hyburn and like all the sus details because he's the only one that would know. And the and the bone carver is held in this scary-ass prison. Yeah. I pictured, um, what's the cave? We're going back to Lord of the Rings here. <laughs> in Fellowship of the Ring, oh. and they have to go and it's the scary fire demon dude yeah. and the bridge of, uh, fuck. And I could not give you a name. Uh-uh. I played way too much, like, there was a really good video game where Aww. you get to basically play through the movies um, uh, on Nintendo GameCube back Aww. in the day. <laughs> um, But you know where they have to like knock on the mountain door? It's yeah. like the abandoned dwarf mines. Mm-hmm. That's what I pictured Spooky. as the mountain prison that they're keeping the bone carver in.
0: Oh, that's good. I imagined the cave where the horcruxes uh kept in the fifth
1: Harry Potter
0: m- movie... Where it's like uh, right on the sea and it's all like cliffy and scary and you have to put oh. blood on the wall to like open it up and it's all spooky and you can't really like use magic there or like get out. Oh, yeah, that sounds yeah. Terrible. So a combination of the two and you got the right spooky level. <laughs> and Amran was held in this prison. Yeah, because that was such a fun detail that Amran's
1: like, I'm not fucking going back there. Absolutely. You got me fucked up. And Feyre is terrified because she has to go back under a mountain and she's already suffered under a mountain. So she's like having a little like internal crisis (laughs) there. And it was so cool because Amron comes to Feyre's room at like at night and she's like, Hey, you know, you got to do this, but, uh, here is this magical necklace that will <laughs> that has served me well. I want it back but, <laughs> but you can borrow it. You can borrow it and it will help you get through the mountain and so like Pharaoh is like in shock and awe, like, oh my god, like I will protect this with my life <laughs> yes. And so she has her magical necklace and it makes her feel better and it doesn't do shit. Nope. <laughs> so, <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's such a good like Amarin moment. Where oh you're like, my oh, god, that's who you are! <laughs> yeah. So
1: they go into the mountain to the prison mm-hmm. and they find the bone carver. Mm-hmm. Super ominous. Yeah. This dude. So the bone carver appears differently to different people, which
0: spooky is a concept. Like I don't love the whole like I'm not seeing reality thing. Mm-hmm. Like that's
1: terrifying to me. And he's literally carving bones, and they bring bones to give to him as like a starting off. Like let's have a conversation. Here's a. Go! Yeah.
0: I love the fact that Reese held on to the bone that she threw at Amaranthi. Oh, I forgot about like, that. W- he is such a fucking like a Master simp planner. for
1: Feyre. Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh my god,
0: <laughs> that is the he episode as, like, title. That's fair. That's fair. Because he just like held on to this memento for Ever? this is like six months past. He was just, just like, like we're gonna, just gonna,
1: gonna cause this? <laughs> some issues with our title <laughs> here, but uh, but it's true. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's probably head of the like Feyre fan club, and he's like, I bought this on eBay for thirty seven thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I that's how I imagine that
1: went down. Yeah, that that tracks actually. <laughs> but so he appears um, to Reese as Jurian. Yes. Oh yeah. Which <laughs> uh, and then oh the writing, the planning on how the bone cover appears to Feyre as a adorable eight or seven year old boy with black hair and blue eyes. And you're like, when you know, you know, dude, mm-hmm. like we can't talk about it yet, but mm. yeah, it's just spooky too. Cause this again, speaks to Sarah's skill as a
0: writer that she's like uh, foreshadowing everything.
1: I, this is going to sound harsh. Mm. I'm here for it. Um, shimmy, shimmy. So the writing is I'd say the writing is good. Yeah. It's not like we've had our complaints in the previous parts of *Avatar* with some like writing trends she tends to like lean on heavily. What she is, is like a master storyteller. Mm, I can see that. She has these phenomenal ideas and character development, like the ideas of these characters. And so like the delivery and like the intricacies of writing it, Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes is a little lackluster. But, like, the ideas and the plot of them. Like, I would love to see this woman produce a show or a movie. I get I 100%. That's, like, a really good point. Because there are things that she
0: kind of, like, not fucks up in the writing. But you're like, I've read this line 87 times. It's like,
1: it's not beautiful English, right? You're not going to get lost in, like what a well-designed paragraph. Like, mm-hmm. I sound a little nerdy right now. But, like, I think of Juliette Morellier.
0: I was literally thinking of <laughs> fucking the Daughter of the Forest. Yeah. Like, the writing is not it's the same at all.
1: beautiful. Like, you can just admire the the structure of the mm-hmm. writing, um, which it's just, this is kind of like Hollywood writing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, very approachable, kind of, like, eighth, ninth grade reading yeah. level. Yeah. Like, really? it's not a challenge. Like, turn your brain off, you'll be fine. Just yep. skim through it. <laughs> uh, but the, true. the actual story is, mm-hmm. Yeah. Enthralling. Hmm. That's
0: a beautiful point. I feel like that's a very like uh not wholesome critique, but that's the best word that comes to mind. But Aww. like well-rounded. It's like this is what you're good at. But this is what you're not good at. And it's like <laughs> not uh,
1: like pulled from anything weird. Uh, also going to trigger like a billion Akatar,
0: which is crazy because it's a valid point. <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> what is that? Why oh. are you booing me? I'm telling the truth or whatever that line is. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. But it, oh my god. <laughs> why are you booing me i'm right i think that's what it is sorry that's like a tick tock thing
1: anyways <laughs> <laughs> oh my god anyway back uh, yeah. to the bone carver <laughs> um yeah so the bone carver basically tells them what they need to do which is yeah i don't know what they
0: have to do i don't remember that part i know i don't remember like the details of any conversation that happens in this book mm, no because <laughs> they kind of ask like how someone would oh that's they ask how
1: someone hypothetically would bring back someone that was like dead because they've heard the jurian's gonna come back to life
0: Uh uh-huh and then he kind of talks about the the cauldron and then the book
1: yeah they would they would need to use the cauldron and then the book Mm -hmm. but it's been like the cauldron has been broken up into three pieces yeah they like cut the legs off which like i don't there's like
0: in my head why does that do anything well (laughs) yeah i don't know but is it like one of those you know fucking halloween ass I we'll look at <laughs> that's you know, the
1: little chose. balls all like there's three <laughs> balls and then the cauldron and like that's exactly i just uh, chopped off a little piece <laughs> so it, i'm like what did those do so it like it's just it's rolling <laughs> I can't get it, just stand the, like, the cauldron of life is just spilling the contents <laughs> ever <laughs> that's exactly what i imagined yeah. i was like why do those matter <laughs> Doesn't okay. not at all. Oh, okay. But they need the book to uh, use the cauldron, and they also need to get the cauldron. So yeah, this um, means that the the three human queens. Which mm-hmm. I don't know why there's three of them.
0: There's six.
1: What? I,
0: there's what? an excessive <laughs> number of queens. Excuse me.
1: <laughs> it like doesn't make sense to me. Either. Um, they have a piece of the cauldron, or a piece uh, of the
0: book. They have a piece of the book, and then the other half is with. One of the courts, and then all of the legs of the cauldron were at the like high priestess temples or whatever. Oh, which had been like ransacked in the last couple weeks. This and, would make a really good video game. Oh, it would. Wow. wow. Oh my God, like a Skyrim esque yeah. where you can like go through that. <gasps> Sarah, I have a business idea for you. <laughs> <laughs> Just get with Be- the Bethesda for a little bit, you know, like Just a Hogwarts yes. Skyrim esque. <laughs>
1: I would be so Oh my god,
0: I would play the shit out of that. Well, actually maybe please don't make this cuz
1: like I have things I need to get done no, in the no, next no. day. <laughs> make it because then you get to play as Fagra and then you get to interact with Rhys and oh. Cassian and Ezra. And... Everything is fine. I would play the shit out of that 100%. video game. 100%. Okay. Just the
0: fact that both of us have put in like however many hours in the Hogwarts Legacy game.
1: <laughs> I have a whole herd of like magical creatures and I don't even I haven't made any progress in the in the game itself. I just take care of animals. <laughs> love that because that's like
0: surprising because you're such a like driven like determined person and you're like i'm just like raising animals in my little like you know room of (laughs) requirement
1: decorating on my like magical cavern (laughs) you're like level like four yep (laughs) wait how far are you
0: Uh, i I don't know i have two of the unforgivable curses uh katie i i I use them like (laughs) Every time my partner like comes through like our living room where I'm playing this game and I he hears like Crucio or Imperio he's like you are a criminal <laughs> I didn't I refused to go down that path Oh Akko, I 100% were like How click click I click click Slytherin. click click <laughs> You're, I yeah. Well,
1: uh, I'm a Ravenclaw, I think. Or, oh yeah, that's like I don't know if I'm a Gryffindor, Ravenclaw. There's been some kind of everyone's like a little bit of all of them. Yeah. I think you're like dominant Ravenclaw with the rising Gryffindor. Oh, see what I did oh there? Oh my god! <laughs> don't even get me started on astrology. Dude, okay, so <laughs> sidebar: we're gonna step out of AcaMath. Yes. Katie is is a wizard. I she did Thank a you. reading via text on our on Rob. Yep. Um, <laughs> I felt like you might have shown him the light and maybe he believes now. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So for context, um, I'm very open about my love and belief in astrology and everyone in the office are those like, you know, hyper intelligent, like, (laughs) you believe in this? And I'm like, absolutely, 100%. It's my like stupid thing that I love. And everybody shits on me, Rob shitting on me the most. Yeah. Uh, yet he did his natal chart at my behest, and I gave him a reading of his sun sign, moon sign, and
1: ascendant, and he was terrified. I <laughs> felt uncomfortable reading <laughs> your assessment of his natal chart. I'm like, yep. that's that's raw. Uh-huh. It's spooky, huh?
0: And it's awesome because I got this book at Half Priced Books and I'm 100% sure it's like not cursed, but it's arcane of some, some magnitude. (laughs) Based on what you
1: pulled out, like, oh, yeah, yep. Uncomfortable. Yeah, Yeah. totally. A hundred percent. So you're going to do that at our work Christmas party.
0: I am. It's a fun party trick because it makes people uncomfortable. They're like, I don't like that you know this much about me.
1: Well, I feel like if even if you know people loosely, Mm -hmm. right, but you're good at reading people and then you have like a starter kit. Yep. You can tailor it very easily (laughs) and creep the fuck out of people. (laughs) They're like, oh, I don't like that I'm being like psychoanalyzed right now. (laughs) It's a very good. I I am probably on the side of not really believing it, but using it, but... Kind of like tarot cards, yeah. like people find what they need to find. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that's a lot of astrology it's a good guiding.
0: Yeah, because that's how I kind of have I use it. Like I feel like people use religious texts the same way where it's like you get what you need out of it and like to become a better person. So that's why I love astrology because it's like, tell me what I should work on as a person. It's like, oh, I'm, you know, unemotional and maybe like distant from people I love. You got it. That's what I'm working on. I love everybody. <laughs>
1: That's an Aquarius trait, if you're wondering. Uh, I'm not going to stay here <laughs> <laughs> Yep,
0: <laughs> It's fine. <laughs> I do wonder what their astrological signs are. Because Feyre is born...
1: She's born on Christmas, isn't she? Yeah. Or like, like December the 21st,
0: the winter longest. Winter solstice, yeah. which would make her a Sagittarius. Which is interesting. Is that...
1: No, what is a Sagittarius?
0: Uh, Sagittarius is the hunter,
1: the like archer. Oh, that's right.
0: Mm-hmm. Which is interesting because they're very fiery people. They like to explore and adventure. Um, they can sometimes be like mean to the people closest to them but readers if you're a sagittarius i'm sorry
1: here is your reading
0: (laughs) Uh, but they're like fun people but i she strikes me more as like a capricorn or like a cancer someone that's more like so capricorn isn't really emotional they're like very unemotional analytical just like look at the facts and like that's what oh, life dear, is. You know all of this. I, I don't know how you keep it in your brain. I, that's fair. This is like my nerdy, like side thing. Like you have baking, I have astrology. That's fair.
1: One of the two is <laughs> way more helpful than the other. <laughs> I can't I don't eat know. <laughs> as a tool to evaluate people. I feel like this is very handy.
0: That's fair. Until people are like, oh, like I give you the wrong date that I was born, and ha 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 ha. Rob did that to me, and I was very upset. But um, it's fine. Like a, such a Rob. <laughs> I I know. Yeah. So I was—I don't know, because I always like to do a like astrological, like uh, if they give a birthday in a fantasy book to see if their like astrological sign pairs up with who they are as a character. Ninety-eight percent of the time they don't, because people like when they're writing their yeah. character don't like. That would be fun to design characters though based on yeah. Idea. I It gives such a good, like if you're a beginning writer, like 100% use the fucking astrological anything you find on Google because it gives you like a full, like robust character that has both positives and negatives because that's some struggles that authors have is like, oh, she's wonderful and amazing and a Mary Sue, but it's like. No valid actual like negatives to their personality, and astrolog like astrology will give you the like both good and bad side
1: of the coin, and all of a sudden you have a very holistic character. And the moon sign thing is like a representation of your inner self. Mm-hmm. Uh, that especially for character development, yep. like having that, so you have your outward persona and your inner persona. Mm-hmm. Like that's what characters need. Yep. And yeah. my favorite doesn't have shit on yep.
0: that, <laughs> and it's all free. Just like Google it, and you have a full character, and then you just put a name on them, and you're done. <laughs> Yeah. But, like, why didn't she do this with Feyre? Because,
1: like, would if be- she did, like, a natal chart for her, like, you would get. I am, <laughs> I am convinced that Feyre, we've talked about this in our guitar, mm-hmm. is not designed to be a super unique character. Feyre mm-hmm. is meant to be a fucking Bella so everyone can read it. That's true. Because I wonder
0: if Sarah read, like learned her lesson with having Serena and slash Aelin from her first series be such a like...
1: She's very strong. Yeah. She's very unique and not everyone likes her.
0: Yep. Yeah. And so it's interesting that Akitar has made more money than
1: uh-huh. the Throne of Glass
0: series. So I wonder if she like learned her lesson and she's like, we got to tone down the personality here. You are now Bella Swan.
1: <laughs> they go to the Bone Carver. They get their things and then reese and his cronies um (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) they they need to test pharaoh because after learning that they need to acquire the parts of the cauldron Mm -hmm. and steal the book at the the book is at the summer court uh it's called the book of breathing is that right
0: it's something like that Uh,
1: i don't know how i yeah that was incredible <laughs> weird i don't it's just strange things like one-offs um but they need to test framework because she's the only one that can get into certain places mm-hmm. and not be suspected because reese is the dark lord yeah um, and will not <laughs> be invited anywhere yeah
0: um and she has like bits of other people inside her like yeah. the high lords
1: so they won't sense her presence necessarily mm-hmm.
0: she's a shapeshifter
1: yeah Uh, But they want to be like, all right, we'll see how good you are at hunting and stealing shit. So Reese sends her to this creepy bitch, the Weaver,
0: which this whole thing is crazy that he just sent this woman that at this point, he knows that she's his mate and he loves her, even if she doesn't quite love him back yet. Um, Spoiler. Yeah. (laughs) But he very willy-nilly sent her to face like a, a, a outrageously you, overpowered
1: you no know, okay let's be real he was waiting in the trees he was gonna jump down the minute he, true. yeah there's no way he was gonna let her be more, like after the whole amarantha experience that's true but I,
0: I was surprised that he was like,
1: okay, go get Stuck it. In a <laughs> yeah. She's like so gross, though. I know. Okay, so Ugh. again, like going back to the whole master storyteller thing, the imagery that's mm-hmm. uh presented here when Farah and Reese go to the weaver, which is described. So the Weaver is a blind, right? She's blind. Like
0: spooky, Hansel and Gretel, but like make it gross.
1: Very <laughs> gross. Um So it's a cottage in the woods and there's a woman there who's blind, but she's the weaver. And so she weaves things and makes things um out of humans (laughs)
0: yeah and uh, creatures and there's like spools of
1: hair and skin the (laughs) the roof of the cottage is made out of Uh, hair
0: yeah did not like that not one bit because it also has the hansel and gretel like treatment where it like looks beautiful and welcoming like at first and then everything like turns into reality and you're like
1: (laughs) and so pharaoh sneaks in the weaver is sitting like weaving singing and she can't hear anything. She can't say anything. She's just having my way <laughs> And she's like, you can't see her face. She's described as like willowy and long, black, beautiful hair. Beautiful skin. Yeah. And Fair's like, oh, this is weird. But so she starts looking for this mysterious object that reeston didn't describe to her. No. He's like, it will call to you. I think <laughs> like, like, that's bitch, not no. helpful. <laughs> um, and so she doesn't see anything. She doesn't see anything. And then she's. She's sensing that she's running out of time, mm-hmm. and then she sees it, and it's a ring. <laughs> okay, so the way this ring is described, uh, a star sapphire. Uh-huh. Have you ever seen one? I don't think so. So it sounds like a fantasy thing. It's like a dark blue stone that actually has a star in it, but they're, it's a real stone. <gasps> what? Yeah, so if you Google star sapphire, uh, Rob bought one for his partner. Oh, <gasps> wow. They're beautiful, and they're pretty rare, I think. They're hard to find. Oh, my God. Yeah, but there is literally a, a star in the stone when mm. you cut it. Um, These are beautiful. So if you're curious and you thought this ring was re- super cool. Um, God damn. Uh,
0: they range from $25 per carat to $11,000 per uh, carat, yeah. depending <laughs> on
1: where you get it. God
0: damn. Uh, anyway, star sapphire ring. Beautiful.
1: Which is <laughs> what Reese wants her to find. So she finds this ring, and just as she catches the ring, the weaver stops singing. She's like, who the fuck is in my house? <laughs> I, I feel sometimes <laughs> yeah like who's it? at the door <laughs> exactly <laughs> and then do you want to describe how she happens to get out
0: oh my god this is traumatizing so she's like uh i think she like grabs the ring and she's like tiptoeing to the door and she's like almost there and then the weaver's like who the fuck is in my house and then the door closes and she can't open it and she's like Ugh! and so as uh, she's being like chased around in circles i imagine um the mouse and cat um, from Tom and Jerry. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's an why. old reference, Katie. <laughs> I, <know. laughs>
0: I don't know why that's how I, I imagine this, but they're running around and Pharaoh realizes that the only escape is through the chimney and Ugh. she's like crawling up it and she's it's getting slimy. stuck, but like they're slimy. And you know, the queen of cooking here, when you like are touching like oily something and then it gets stuck to your hands and you like can't get it off i wanted to die the concept of that being all over my body like cover you got me fucked and hair of- is
1: getting stuck as you're <sighs> so it's cooked fat so if you ever cooked a steak that has like a huge chunk of fat on it it's all of that cooked fat coating the inside of this chimney um i'm feeling green <laughs> Well, you are
0: wearing green. <laughs> it's true. I'm halfway there because it kind of also reminds me um, cleaning out the shower drain, Ugh. where it's like the conditioner in the hair. Like,
1: <laughs> stop.
0: <laughs> I hope our readers are you know sufficiently traumatized because that's how I felt reading this.
1: <laughs> uh, and she gets stuck. Yeah,
0: and it's crazy. So that's the part I didn't understand though, because if she's stuck in the chimney and she can't like wiggle her way out, how did she have enough room to throw a brick at the lady's face? I don't know either, no but that was unclear, but threw a brick at the face, crunch, crunch blood everywhere. And she like uses some kind of power, I think, to like smash her way through.
1: Yeah. She wiggles out. Yeah. Like, runs then, away.
0: I want to say like something catches on fire too, or like the mm-hmm. smell of like char. You smell burning hair. Ew. That is the worst smell on the face of the planet. Uh-huh. Uh But then she gets out and uh jumps into the trees and, and kind of does like is lounging
1: <laughs> i would be so mad
0: it's like do you see that i am covered in person creature the excrement burned smell and he's just like doo, doo,
1: doo, hanging out <laughs> i'm gonna kill you <laughs> and she gives him the ring and he's like oh well, thanks my mother gave this to me like that's it that's it i would lose my fucking mind <laughs> And they go, so, they go back to the court. And yeah. then that's it. <laughs> like, that was her test. They just wanted to see if she could survive the weaver and steal a ring. God. That didn't really do anything. This was this was absolutely not necessary no. to the story. No. But, again, it was so well done. Yeah. Like, like described. The, uh, <sighs> that's... Okay, that's... So, when her writing... I feel like steps up a notch mm-hmm. is when she's describing super dark stuff like yeah. this, like under the mountain mm-hmm. from Akatar was amazing. Mm-hmm. Like fighting the worm. Mm-hmm. This was really good. Yep. The cereal was really good. Yes. Uh, it's just the other bits. Yeah.
0: Like the- I wonder, I feel like she'd be one of those people that would um, have a pseudonym and write some horror. Or yeah. like Contemporary romance horror or something. I can see that hundred percent, but it's also like, kind of cool because the ring ends up being the wedding ring that uh reese uses to marry her words are hard um that's uh but yeah so like that's a fun full circle but i'd also be pissed off if i had to retrieve the ring that then you're gonna propose to me like no you need to go buy one (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh yeah but that's all that happens and then uh, human queens yeah that's basically the next thing and they like decide to go and use pharaoh's sister's house as the like headquarters which is kind of confusing because like yes it's in the human realm but it's on like a different continent than where the human queens hang out yeah you know what i
1: mean yeah i i just felt like it was a very arbitrary decision to use i mean granted they're very wealthy now like they're well known um, so Feyre like writes to her sisters and says like, Hey, can we use your house, uh, to invite royalty? <laughs> um, and also I'm bringing my Fae pack with me. Like, <laughs> it's like, um, what <laughs> can we say no Or <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause I feel like it was kind of just
0: like a mechanism to get Nessian or Ness- <laughs>
1: Nessian. That's a new, that's good their ship name. Man, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Nessian together. And then to also have like Elaine be there and then to have Reese be upset cause they're shitheads. You know what I mean? I don't like that trope
1: i don't either like um you see it a lot you see it a lot in (laughs) k-dramas where like they push the main character into like around their family or Uh friends who treat them like shit and then like the love interest sees her sees them being treated like shit so they can step up and be like don't treat my person like that like oh my gosh you've suffered your entire life let me take care of you yeah and that's exactly what this scene does it was confusing yeah because it's
0: easier to have a family be shitheads than to have like an actual like healthy family dynamic, dynamic yeah it's like, not even
1: healthy but like gray yeah like there's good and bad like yeah. most families yeah or just normal yeah because <laughs> i don't know that i've ever read a
0: book that had like a normal family dynamic you know what i mean like they're all orphans or they were all abused by some kind of like parent or step parent like where they had their parent die like super traumatically young
1: I mean, especially in fantasy yeah. and sci-fi. It's like, why do you have to lose your parent or have a bad parent in order to be a heroine? Yeah, that's <laughs> like, not in a cool. second.
0: <laughs> I don't like that. So yeah, I really can't think of any. But yeah, so that's kind of sad that this whole scene was basically just to have Reese defend Feyre from her family and to have Nessian er, yeah, <laughs> together. That was kind of the intent.
1: Yeah, and I'm not even quite sure what they're trying to t- accomplish because they invite the fake queen or yeah. not the, the human queens? yeah because the queens have the other half of the book I think. yeah and they're like nope you can't have the book yeah which uh, that
0: part irritated me too and i know it was like intended like written to irritate the fuck out of you but then being like haha no it's like what why
1: not like it was. Do you need the book for anything? Like high is coming. <laughs> yeah. it's just why. Like, yeah. don't you remember how shitty it was back then? Yeah. But I did really enjoy that when the queens finally do arrive at like Feyre's sister's house. Mm-hmm. Um, More is there. Yeah, and like the queens see More and like, oh, you were part <laughs> of the original group. Yeah,
0: because that was the scene that kind of gave me goosebumps. Was when More, I think it was either in this scene or the next one when they talk to the human queens where she's like, I don't see any of my like uh, old friends in your faces. Like I, the Morgan, walked into the like black sands with Miriam to free the slaves. And I was like, that part like gave me goosebumps. I was like, fuck, I love women heroin, like doing big
1: things. (laughs) Well, and this is the scene where you learn about Miriam's backstory.
0: Yeah. Oh, God. Because I just like, I got like chills. Like more like they're fucking going into the like worst abominable treatment of mortals. And they're like trying to save people. And like, it's like two girl power, like let's fuck shit up. Like, ah,
1: (sighs) and then they kind of leave it on. Like, we'll, we'll circle back to this. Like (laughs) maybe we'll give you the book. And so Reese, so Reese offers to be like, Hey, I can show you proof Mm -hmm. of like, I'm a good person or something like that. He's going to show them Valeris. And, like, immediately, is like, you can't show them the city. She went from, like, why did you protect the city to, like, don't share the city with anyone else. It was just a wild swing.
0: I know. It's like, wait a second. And
1: <laughs> he's like, no, I got, like, some magical orb. I'll use it to, like, show them a glimpse. And then, so they conclude the whole sisters hosting the queens as, we'll come back to it. Yeah. And in the meantime, they decide, they being Reese and Amryn, right? Reese, Amryn, and Feyre are gonna go to the Summer Court because oh. that is where the other book is, or the other yeah. half of the book is.
0: Because mm-hmm. that's like the yeah, because there's really this like whole like fourteen chapter chunk is like them sending the invitation to the Mortal Queens. Waiting around doing some training, the like adder pops up and like tries to snag Feyre, but then like there's a lot.
1: Happens like this is this could be a whole book by itself.
0: Honestly, but, oh. yeah. And then the um the only scene I like really did like though is I think it's after they're they've met the queens and the queens are like eh, like we'll circle back to this. Um Feyre and Cassian are like uh fighting and Feyre has her little like breakdown moment. Um, do you know what scene I'm talking oh, about? Oh yeah, vaguely. Yeah, I don't know. I just kind of like like that. And Reese is like, "You're gonna feel like this for the, like every day of the rest of your life, but like you just have to like decide to live." And I was like,
1: "Oh, that's kind of like a cute." Like, yeah, there's some good like, mm, how do you handle trauma? Yeah. Like, throughout this book. Mm-hmm. And how do you not handle trauma? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how do you handle it badly? <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but that's really all that happens.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, they're heading to the summer court. Is mm-hmm. the next the next move for our cast of characters mm-hmm. um which yeah why did they go to the summer court before they went to the court of nightmares
0: i uh, don't know i know i feel like there's some kind of reasoning but like it's eluding me because i feel like you'd want to get the things done that you like know you can do first
1: you know what i mean yeah and maybe maybe the summer court was more approachable i could see that but we will yeah We'll talk more about the summer court in mm-hmm. part three because the summer court is very fun. I love that whole like little Ugh. summer trip that they take. <laughs> yeah, like I want to live there.
0: I know because it just seems so like uh, – it, it feels like Little Mermaid. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. exactly what I pictured. Oh, yeah. Goodness. And I was like, I kinda, I'm kind of digging with this. Like I don't like being hot at any point of my life, but like I could live there. What? <laughs> yeah, I 100%. Mm-mm. I like the sun as like an abstract thing. But being anything hotter than like sixty eight degrees is a big no no for me. That's why I live here. <laughs> I like running outside when it's ninety degrees. Oh, girl, what the <laughs> fuck! <laughs> anyway, so we're going to the summer court in part three. Oh, uh, yeah, we're all going to be sweaty, and it's not going to be fun. Jordan's going to be having the time of her life, but <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> From our shelf to yours. We'll see you on the next page. Hi, readers. If you'd like to help us pick our next book, send us a
1: message on Instagram. Or if you'd like to just listen, we post new episodes every Monday and Wednesday on Spotify, Apple, and Amazon. Thanks for listening. Bussin'.